Hey, this is Chester Santos, the international man of memory. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast versus squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and I am so stoked to bring you episode 233. It's one of my, not a knock against any of my other interviews, 200 something plus interviews, but this was a fun one. Uh, it's with my boy, my fedora wearing Chester Santos, and he is the international man of memory. Um, so much can be leveled up by having a great memory. And Chester is going to walk you through steps, procedures, protocol, and how you can level up your memory. Uh, he took me through an exercise in it, and I did not ace it by any means, but by using his methods, I could have easily aced it over maybe just the second or third try. So just break out your notebooks. Actually, you know what? I'm going to retract from that. Don't break out your notebooks. Just kind of sit back and relax and just really internalize and be a sponge to this interview with my really good friend, Chester Santos, the international man of memory. Let's level up. Time to shine today. Podcast varsity squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I have the international man of memory, not mystery, memory. My boy, Chester Santos, he's left an impression on all corners of the earth with his unique ability to not only demonstrate extraordinary feats of the mind, but also educate others to do the same. This U.S. memory chap champion is widely regarded to be the world's leading memory skills expert through his entertaining and educational television and movie appearances, professional seminars, and best-selling books. My boy Chester here has helped millions of people around the world to realize the benefits of, of an improved memory and sharper mind. And we're going to have an interactive exercise here today, squad. So, Chester, thank you so much for coming on. Introduce yourself to the Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me, Scott. I really yeah, appreciate it. Man. Looking forward to talking with you today. Favorite color, probably green not okay. really sure of a reason why there oh, i just man. find that color i guess to be interesting in uh it, it's in interesting some in way it's blooming in its <laughs> growth right <laughs> so like most of the united states here is under a heat wave um i'm in south florida and i'm from michigan there it's all 100 degrees but green is my jam like for new growth as well and you were this third interview today no lie but they said green wow. is their favorite. So there's a method to my madness on it um, you might actually appreciate. It. I'll tell you, it's like you know, I can read people a little bit more with the with the color green, um, and all. I'm sorry, with the, their their favorite color, and also we build all the networking around that color or the uh, marketing around that color as well. So it's just oh, kind okay, of like cool. my little thing to help out. But let, let's get into this, Chester, the international man of memory, and I I'm so intrigued for this interview. So let's get into maybe just kind of the roots of where you started to where you are now. Yeah, so, you know, I really got into the field pretty randomly. Uh, I do have an undergraduate degree in psychology from Berkeley, which is related to uh, the field of memory. However, I really got into uh, training people around the world after catching a segment on ABC's 2020. There was a segment on the United States National Memory Championship and it just sparked my interest because, you know, I often would get the comment from people saying to me, wow, you have a really good memory. So when I happened to catch that segment, I thought, hey, maybe I can compete in this 
United States memory championship, but I quickly found out that although I probably was above average to begin with in terms of memory, I wasn't on the level of the top competitors in the United States uh, who were able to memorize hundreds of names, decks of playing cards, hundreds of computer-generated random digits perfectly in just a matter of minutes. So that's when I really needed to look into, okay, I'm, I'm pretty good right now, but how can I really magnify my memory ability from where it's at? Did a lot of research, played around with a bunch of techniques, found what seemed to be working best for me personally, stuck to training myself in that subset of techniques and, until eventually I was able to win the United States National Memory Championship. And since then, I've gone on to train people around the world. Now I've given presentations in more than 30 different countries for various types of organizations, really helping people from various backgrounds to develop powerful memory skills and leverage them for more success in one's career, personal life. If you have any kids or grandkids in school, what we talk about today will be useful there as well. Love it. So do you think, is, is any of it inherited or is it all work with the memory? Like some people, yeah. you know, they might have been born with a certain segment of their brain that cuts the stuff. I mean, I'm nowhere near your level. Okay. And I understand that. But people will tell me, Fergie, I, I remember everything from my youth, everything, yeah. friends, best friends, phone numbers, you know, like more of the things that matter to me. It's not like a deck of cards and stuff. And I remember stuff. And they're like, for you have a photographic memory. I'm like, not even close. But I do remember things that resonate with me, um, I guess, emotionally. Do you think you're born with any of it? So I think it, it, memory is just like any other ability. Uh, some of us are born with natural inclinations towards certain areas. So okay. in other words, some people are naturally inclined towards music. Others are better with <laughs> yeah. uh, poetry. Others can throw the ball in the basket, right? Or right, right. faster faster than others. Others are good with, you know, mathematics. Um, they're really... Um, is a wide range of abilities that we might be naturally better at. But the great news is that no matter where you are at today in terms of your memory ability, I'm very confident that you can dramatically improve uh, and magnify your, from your memory from where it's at right now. I love that. And, and so do you teach people one-on-one -on -one at all, Chester, with it, or are you mainly groups? Yeah, so I really do uh, private coaching on a very limited basis. I just okay. don't have the time. It isn't uh, the main focus of my business. Absolutely. Really, I focus more on speaking engagements all around the world at corporate events, conferences, association meetings. It's my main focus. I do my own one-day workshop once a month and now actually coming back from uh, the COVID restrictions, it might be down to twice a month for that okay. one one day workshop. And then there's uh, online training now. Actually, I'm focusing on more now since the uh, the pandemic with the okay. private training just be very, being very little. Okay. So when you're bringing somebody in and maybe in the little discovery period, whether you're one-on-one -on -one or group settings, what do you think is the biggest blind spot for people to not have a good memory? Yeah. Um, I really think it is your belief. You know, a lot of people believe that you are either born with a good memory or bad. That's memory, why I asked that. <laughs> and they just, you know, don't think that memory is something that they can improve, you know? Okay. So that, uh, that is one belief that I need to help people to overcome. And then there's also this bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. 
um, that seems to be very much an effect in terms of memory. So when you tell yourself uh, over and over again that you have a bad memory, uh, that you're not good at remembering names or, or other things, then it kind of, uh, you start seeing that appear in your life more and more. That starts to, you, forgetting names starts to happen to you more and more. So part of my job is to make sure people understand that absolutely anyone can improve their memory and also that it can be fun and easy with just a, a little bit of training and uh, practice. Love it. And so how many times did it, take you to win the u.s memory championship yeah so the first time that i entered was in 2003 i took third place the first time so i felt okay i might be able to to win this but i just kept getting third place (laughs) until finally uh finally in 2008 i made it really like i became kind of obsessed with winning and made it my mission in life and i put in just the extra training practice and then that year i actually won it pretty easily in in 2008 what's the um the layout of a memory championship like how what what are the competitions if you will like you know obviously track and field you have the sprint or the long distance like what what consists of a memory competition Yeah, so the morning events qualifying events tend to be more like written events Mm -hmm. so you will for instance have uh, sheets of what look like yearbook pages so it will be a bunch of pictures and people's name underneath uh there used to be 99 they've increased it beyond 99 now um you'll study those for you'll study those for 15 minutes okay they will then give you the sheets with the pictures in a completely different order and they could even be on different completely different pages wow and okay. you have to correctly write the name underneath uh, the matching picture. Spelling counts, which makes it a little bit more difficult. Uh, sure. As you know, for instance, there could be Tracy ending in an I or, or an E-Y. ending in a Y. <laughs> yeah, or E-Y, like three different spellings at least for that one name. But you've got to get the, the spelling that originally appeared on oh. the sheet. So it's pretty tough. Um that's one of the events. There are a bunch of events like that that are more where you're writing out your answers. Okay. Then from that, the large field gets whittled down to seven or eight finalists. It depends on the year. Um, it was seven when I was competing. I think they've changed it now to eight finalists. Okay. Those events are more, they made them because the event has been televised in different years they made those events a little bit more TV friendly, like more ah. interesting to watch at home on right, TV. Right, right. And, and also, you know, entertaining for a live audience as sure. well. So the, one of those events um, that people would probably think uh, would be cool to watch, they'll have seven people come out in a row, rattle off things about themselves, their first name, middle name, last name, their residence, state, city, zip code, three favorite hobbies, three favorite foods, all, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they will randomly bring out one of the seven people and say, okay, what was her birthday? Uh, oh. what, was his, what was his residence, the city, state, and the zip code? Um, so that's one of the events that is more, you know, I, w- I would say intriguing for an audience to watch either live in person or at, watching at home on TV. Wow, that, that that's interesting. So, do you have a coach? Or do you uh, coach I trained, yourself. 
I trained myself all of okay. those years when okay. I was competing. I no longer compete. I'm now uh, only focused on training other people around the world, basically oh. helping them to learn the techniques that I mastered mm -hmm. and also leverage those techniques specifically for business, for both personal and professional developments. Gotcha. So I, I live in South Florida and we've been open since last May and I go out, I press flesh, I network a lot. Okay. If I'm talking to somebody, what kind of things are they saying that, that to me that would make them a great referral contact um, for, for you, Chester? Oh, great referral or contact for me. Mm -hmm. um, just uh, people that are uh, members of associations probably uh, that have conferences um, anyone that's involved in booking speakers for conferences or corporate events that, because again, that really is my main love focus. It. I love you. Thanks for sharing that, man. So if you saw the movie back to the future. Yeah. Okay. Let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly, Chester. Let's go back to the 22 year old Chester. What kind of knowledge nuggets would you be? We call them that here at time to shine today. What kind of knowledge nuggets are you going to drop on Chester to maybe help them level up, shorten his learning curve, and blast through in life? Yeah, so one important thing is that memory skills can be developed and improved. And if you are able to do that, you're really going to give your, yourself an advantage in so many different areas of your life because memory is a fundamental part of learning. So when you improve your ability to remember, it's really going to have a dramatic impact all over the place, right? Yes, in, in many different ways. You're learning any learning any other skill will become easier once you've developed your memory skills. So that's going to be something I would tell my younger self to work on at, a, at an earlier time. Love and that, also, man. one quote that I really like that I think would have helped me and will help other people out there is that you don't really need to be great at something to get started but you do have to start to eventually become great, Absolutely, right? my brother. So that's one yeah. of my favorite quotes. And I think that one is something that I've learned over the years and that I think would benefit other people to really uh, take, take to heart. I love that. So how, I love that quote too. I, I have it actually literally on my wall. So let me ask you something. How do you want your dash remembered then? That little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life date, your death date, on your tombstone. How do you want Chester's dash remembered? I mean, I guess it would just be that Chester Santos helped millions of people around the world to realize the benefits of an improved memory and, and sharper mind, kind of, you know, the tagline on on yeah. my website, but yeah. really that is, that really is my mission in life nowadays. And, you know, I'm, I feel very privileged to be doing uh, what I'm doing. And it's just so incredibly rewarding when I get, you know, emails from people telling me that they've gone through my training and they can't believe what they're able to do now. They used to think that they couldn't remember even, you know, a few basic things, but now they, they really have uh, impressive memory abilities. So I that love, feels really, feels really good to hear that stuff love what you do dude i mean because you 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 nailed it with you know other skills in life will become even stronger with a good memory and that's so true that's so true thank you so what do you think people misunderstand the most about chester um really just i think that again there is this uh misconception that one's memory ability is just locked in from 
sure. birth, that it's something you, that you can't really uh, or that you can't necessarily improve. And also people think then that I'm able to remember things so well, like I open my presentations at conferences with naming hundreds of people in the audience after hearing each name just one time. People think, oh, you were just born like that. But no, it's really a skill that I've developed over the years. So um, that's something that I always need to overcome and make sure that people understand. And also that the process of improving your memory, not only is it possible, but the whole process can be fun um, if you use the right approach. I love that. I love that. And squads, sit tight because we are going to get a little bit of that fun here or the interactive exercise in just a few minutes. So what what keeps Chester up at night? What keeps Chester up at night? Huh. Um, that's a good question. I don't have an immediate answer You're to fine. that. I think it varies from day to day, from week to week. I do have an issue, actually. I, uh, I don't know. I've always had an overactive mind. So <laughs> Me too, I brother. Just, <laughs> I just have a lot of trouble shutting my brain off yes. at night. So... So it's not stress or anything. It's just you're like, man, I mean, so you 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 put your mind through probably a bigger workout than pretty much anybody I've ever known, Chester, to be able to do that. I mean, you're, you're teaching, you're whatnot. So it's like you can't lose a step. It's not like a, a boxer that can retire and then go teach boxing. He's lost a step in his punch, right? But you're teaching memory. It's like you can't lose that edge doing what you're doing to teach somebody. Am I correct in saying that? Well, I definitely have to keep the edge as much as possible, keep my memory sharp in that I do really open my presentations with naming hundreds of people in the audience. And depending on the audience, let's say it's a financial services mm -hmm. uh, industry group, I'll also do a demonstration with numbers where people in the audience will yell out random numbers. They'll go onto a screen behind me. I'll try to repeat those forwards and backwards from memory, sometimes 100 plus digits. Right. So just in, in my career, I really do need to keep my memory skills I was going to say, sharp. man, yeah. you have to, yeah. man. It's like, yeah. that, that, that's why I likened it to a boxer. You know, I'm in years and it's like, oh, I wow. don't have to be as good as I used to be to teach it. Right? Yeah. Is what I'm saying. You have to be. You yeah. got to do for that now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's awesome. So. You promised us today an interactive exercise. I, I blocked off five minutes for us cool. um, for this. And I'm just going to let you take the mic, brother. Take me somewhere. Cool. Okay, yeah, we'll go through an exercise. You're going to be the, the guinea pig here, right. Scott. So I'm going to have you quickly memorize the following random list of words. It's going to be monkey, iron, rope, kite, house, paper, shoe, worm, envelope, pencil, river, rock, tree, cheese, dollar. Now, when I recite that and I have live audiences, I can see people always look at me at this point. They're like, man, you're crazy. There's no way I'll be able to remember that. Not unless you give me a lot of time to do it. And if someone were to attempt any sort of memory exercise similar to this, they would usually approach this by writing out the words over and over again. They would read the words over and over or recite them over and over, right? Just try to drill it into their head with rote memory. You're not making the most efficient use of the brain using an approach like that. And if you manage to get the words in your head, it will only be in the very short term. So instead, we're going to do something different. I'm going to guide you through a visual. You'll simply visualize what I described to you, see it happening in your head as best you can. 
And you will probably have these words down perfectly forwards and backwards in just about three minutes. And of course, your audience can follow along and see how well they do. So the first word was monkey. I just like for you to visualize a monkey. All right, that's it. This monkey is dancing around. See it in your head with your eyes opened or closed, whatever's most comfortable for you. The monkey's making mon monkey noises, boop, 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 boop. whatever a monkey would sound like. The point here is to see and hear the monkey in your mind, all right? The monkey now picks up a gigantic iron, like you would iron your clothes with maybe, because that was the next word. So just see this monkey dancing around with this giant iron. The iron starts to fall, but a rope attaches itself to the iron. Maybe even feel the rope, interact with it. Maybe it feels sort of rough, all right? Really feel, rub that rope. You look up the rope, you see the other end of the rope is attached to a kite, flying around. Maybe you reach up and try and touch that kite. It might just be out of your reach. The kite, the kite now crashes into the side of a house. Really see it smash into the house. Picture that house. It's covered in paper for some weird reason. It's completely covered in paper. Picture that. Out of nowhere, a shoe appears and it starts to walk all over the paper. Maybe it's messing up the paper as it's walking on it. That shoe, the shoe smells pretty badly. So you decide to investigate and see why you look inside of the shoe and you find a little worm crawling around. Really see that smelly worm crawling inside of the shoe. That worm now jumps out of the shoe and into an envelope. Maybe it's going to mail itself or something. I don't know. But envelope was next. Just really see that envelope. A pencil appears in a thin air starts to write all over that envelope. Maybe it's addressing it, that pencil. The pencil now jumps into a river and there's a huge splash like you wouldn't expect to see when that little pencil hits the river. Really see that river. The river's crashing up against a giant rock. Picture that rock. That rock flies out of the river. It crashes into a tree. See it smash into that tree. This tree is growing cheese. You probably haven't seen a tree like that. This one's growing cheese. And out of the cheese shoots a dollar. A dollar shoots out of the cheese. Really see that dollar in your mind as best you can. All right, I'm going to run through this again very quickly in about 20 or 30 seconds. Your job now is to replay through this little story that you've created in your mind. So we start off with the monkey. What was the monkey dancing around with? It was dancing around with an iron. Right. What then attached to the iron? It was a rope. rope. The other end of the rope was attached to the kite. kite. The kite, what did it crash into? A the house. house. What was the house covered in? It was covered in paper. Really paper. see that paper in your mind. What walked all over the paper? It was a shoe. Really shoe. see that shoe. Something was crawling inside of the shoe. What was worm. it? It was a worm. Really see that worm crawling? The worm jumps out into an envelope. envelope. Yep. What wrote on that envelope? It was a pencil, pencil. that wrote on it. The pencil jumped into the river. river. The river was crashing into the rock. Tree. Rock. Rock. Yeah, that rock flew into the tree. tree. What was the tree growing? It was growing cheese. Jeez. And what shot out of the cheese? It was a dollar. Really dollar. see that dollar. So now it should be pretty easy to recall all of the random words by simply playing through the story in your mind. Each major object that you see in the story will give you the next word. So if you're up for it, up for it, it's up to you, Scott. You can mm -hmm. give it a try. And your listeners can follow along and see how well they do. Um, I have monkey, iron, rope, kite, house, 
after house. I know there's an envelope, but that's after the worm. Shit. Yeah, the house was covered in what? The uh, house was covered in paper. Paper. Shit. Paper. Keep going. Keep going. And then, I, I'm like the middle of the story is where I'm losing it, Chester. The yeah, no problem. The the paper. And what then was walking you, on it? What was walking on the paper? A shoe. Got it. What was crawling in the shoe? A worm. You got it. And then envelope. Envelope. Something wrote on something wrote Pencil. on the envelope. You got it. And then the pencil jumped into something with the splash. It was the river. River. The river was crashing Rock. into. Got it. That Tree. flew into cheese. Yep. And what came out of the cheese? Ah, flew. That's all right. Something flew out of the cheese. It was a dollar. Dollar. Okay. Yeah. So you get the idea there. You did pretty well. They're under pressure. I just sprung that on right. you in the middle of your, your own interview. It's always uh, tough when I do that to people interviewing me. Sure. But, um, you know, I'm sure when people follow along with that, if you didn't get it right on the first time, if you will just run through that story in your mind, th- maybe three uh, or four more times, very quickly, just run through the, the imagery, you right. will have that down forwards and backwards this doesn't just apply to random words those words could represent if you wanted key points of a speech or presentation so you can minimize the amount of notes uh you you would use so you can maintain eye contact with your audience be more persuasive in your presentations as opposed to just reading you know charts and and a bunch of notes off of slides or reading off of note cards and the audience starts to fall asleep right so if I were going to give a talk about healthcare in the U.S., my first image might be of a stethoscope that the doctor uses to check your heartbeat. Right. That would represent healthcare. If I was going to hit on first in my presentation the high cost of healthcare, maybe sh- shooting out of the stethoscope a bunch of hundred dollar bills <laughs> under current right. healthcare programs in order to get certain things covered. Sometimes we need to find a way to navigate through or cut through a lot of red tape. Wrapping itself around the hundred dollar bill- bills might be sure. a bunch of red tape. So that should give people a better idea of how to apply that to a presentation. This could be meeting with clients, awesome. potential potential clients, you know, right. having these five, 10 key things that you want to d- better demonstrate your knowledge, your expertise, what you learned about that person, what you learned about their business. So the, all of this can help you to be more impressive, I think, in today's business world. Oh my better, gosh, Chester, it's better amazing. Show that you're, better show that you're an expert in your particular field when you, you can demonstrate that knowledge. Wow. You know, it's the first time that like, I'm actually seeing the story with the objects, whether the objects make sense in the story from pencil to it actually telling the story and attaching that into your visual really helped, you know, and I, I really, really appreciate this and squad. I, I, you gotta go and let me t- put you in touch with Chester. Um, and especially all those people that are running events now that COVID is lifted for most areas and get Chester out. And uh, let me make a warm introduction to you. And Chester, we're going to take you through our leveling up lightning round. Can't let you go without that. All right. Okay. So we're going to do that just as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors and affiliates. Okay. All right. Time to shine today. Podcast varsity squad. We are back with my boy, Chester Santos, the international man of memory. And I've got Chester. I've got, um, about six or seven questions I ask you. You and I could talk an hour on each one of these because I'd love to sit down and talk to you. 
uh, but you got five seconds to answer them. All right. Okay. And you can, all of them can be answered within five seconds, but okay. you ready to level up? Yeah. Let's do it, man. What is the best leveling up advice Chester's ever received? Get started. Yes. I <laughs> love I, that, dude. Already, that's right. You just already. said it, too. You can't be great. Yep, that's right. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Perseverance has been big in my career. Love it. Love it. Are you a reader? Always. Yeah. <laughs> I was just messing with you. What's your book, man? What's your book? If you Let's say this. If you see me in my doldrums, you're like, man, Fergie doesn't look like he's feeling quite right. What book are you handing me? It's got to be the one that I always quote in my presentations, how to win friends and influence people. Dale Carnegie, baby. Love it. Love it. Yep. Love it. Chester, what's your most commonly used emoji? Uh, smiley face, I think. Smiley face. Love it. Chester checkers. Chess. Love it. Love it. Any favorite organization or charity you like to give your time or money to? Um, I'm just, an, I'm involved with the club that, uh, we basically have voting that goes on every quarter as to where the money, so it goes to a different, I just give the money to that organization Good. and later it decides where, what charities it goes to. You believe in the on. organization. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So last question, you can elaborate a little bit on this one, but what's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Oh, Wow. Uh, 90s. <laughs> 90s? You like 90s? Okay. I'm an 80s baby. Well, I was born in 72. I'll be 50. But okay. I kind of had the 70s, but the 80s was my jam. So that, no, that's awesome. 90s can't go wrong either. Love love some 90s music. So Chester, how can we find you, brother? Um, if people want to learn more about developing memory skills, memoryschool.net is my main training website. I would v- visualize a giant maybe fishing net to remember that it's .net. So it's memoryschool.net. And I set up code SHINE valid for 50 uses for your audience. So wow. first, first 50 people to use code SHINE will be able to get started without any uh, enrollment fee. Wow. Thank you so much, brother. I really, really appreciate it. That's very generous of you. And squad, we just had literally a masterclass with my good friend Chester Santos here, the international man of memory. You know, he's, he'll tell you that it's self-fulfilling prophecy to think that you can't have a good memory. It can be worked on. If you just have to put in the time, just like any other skill, but he will also tell you that memory and skills can be developed and improved and that a great memory is going to give you more of leveling up skills in other areas of life. If you just really work on that memory, because it will level it up, I promise you. And also he's given away, I'm going to put shine, make sure you put the shine, the code, it'll all be in the show notes. So look below click there because Chester has been so, so generous with us. And Chester, thank you so much for coming on, man. You level up your health, you level up your wealth. You're humble, yet you're hungry. You have such an awesome, awesome, awesome demeanor about you. And it's so chill and calm. And it's just my pleasure to have you on, brother. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on the show, Scott. Thank you. You bet, Chester. Have a great day, my friend. You too. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, Real Estate Excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. 
If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.